Hey, what's up, everybody? Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for May 12th, 2020. It's Terraform Tuesdays, so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about Terraform, specifically Terraform provisioners. And that's going to be an interesting and potentially contentious topic. I'm also going to try using my whiteboard. So that should also be interesting. So we're going to do that. We'll dive in in a moment. Uh, but thank you, uh, everyone for tuning in. This is a daily live stream I do at 1130 a.m. Eastern time. Tuesdays are always Terraform Tuesdays now. And I'm sure I'm going to have plenty of mileage to get out of that. But otherwise, I tend to talk about whatever tech topic people ask me about. So I do have two like housekeeping items. One is if you don't mind, hit that subscribe button or just share this out with somebody when you're done watching the video. You know, just click on share, share it to Twitter. I mean, that's literally all I ask. If you don't mind, I'd really appreciate it. So that's one housekeeping. The other is, hey, I'm always looking for new and interesting to topics to talk about. So if you have something you want me to talk about on this daily check-in, just let me know. I actually had someone reach out to LinkedIn to me via LinkedIn yesterday, and they want to know more about my thoughts on the future of data centers. Are they going away? Are they going to get bigger? Like, what's what's the deal? I have some thoughts. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. So I super appreciate, you know, people chiming in with their ideas and their comments. And if you want to give me feedback, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, or you can find me on Twitter, Ned1313. With that out of the way, let's check in. How you doing? How are things going? It's Tuesday. I'm a big fan of Mondays because Mondays, it feels like a fresh start. Sometimes Tuesdays, it's a little bit hard because you lost that initial like out of the blocks. Now, now you're, you're in for the run or whatever metaphor you want to use. And sometimes you lose a little bit of steam on Tuesday, but I think with Terraform Tuesday, it gets me amped back up. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Let's dive into the topic because... I only have 10 minutes for this thing, and provisioners are could be a contentious topic. So let's uh, go to the view of my whiteboard. Okay, there we go. And let's just make sure that I can make marks. Aha, here we go. So we're talking about Terraform, and we're talking about provisioners. And my handwriting is terrible, so you'll have to excuse me for that. So what are provisioners? Why would you use them in the context of Terraform? Well, first, it it helps to understand how Terraform itself functions. Terraform itself is follows this desired state model. So when you run Terraform, we've got our fluffy cloud here. And let's say this is AWS. And uh, Azure folks, just pretend I wrote Azure instead of AWS. Doesn't really matter, right? So we've got our AWS cloud. And then we've got our state. So this is our state. And then say we've got our little configuration file that has our Terraform configuration in it. And what does Terraform do? We'll put Terraform in the middle here. And ooh, maybe I could use purple instead because purple is pretty. And purple is the color of Terraform, apparently. So let's say that you've got Terraform here, he's sitting between, or it's, I don't want to, don't want to gender it. Terraform sitting between these three. It pulls in that config and it goes, okay, let me query AWS and then what I have in my state and figure out, do the two match up based off of my configuration? If they do, awesome. 
Big check mark. I don't need to do anything. No action needed. But, you know, what if they don't match up? What if it looks at AWS and says, okay, I see you have a VPC with two subnets, but your configuration says you should have three subnets and the state says that you have two subnets. So it actually does a sync between these two first before it runs the plan to figure out what the difference is. And then it's actually running the comparison between the config, between the state data and what's in your configuration. It might say no action. You don't have to do anything. Your configuration matches up. Or it could say, um, I'm going to add a subnet because your configuration says that you need another subnet. Okay, so at a bare minimum, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Now, oh, I'm getting some skip frames. I hope it's not too bad. Let me just quickly close that out. Okay, that should probably be a little bit better. My apologies if it's gotten a little jittery. Okay, so what does Terraform need to know if we're doing all this, right? What does it need to know? It needs to know how to query AWS, right? Because we have AWS and let me just change colors here. Okay, and we've got our state here. So this is our Terraform, this is our AWS, and this is our state. And Terraform needs to know how to query AWS and then put that information into the state. Okay, now what are provisioners doing? Provisioners are something that you would use to run an action on something that you've created in the cloud or run an action locally when a resource is created. That's what provisioners are for. The guidance from HashiCorp regarding provisioners is that provisioners, no good, don't like them. They don't want us to use them at all anymore. Interesting choice, right? But that's basically what the guidance has been from AWS recently is provisioners, they're no good. And why might they not be good? Well, if you think about this situation here where Terraform needs to be able to query AWS to get the status of the state. When you're using AWS or any of the other clouds, they have an API that Terraform can hit the, that API and query for the status. Oh, why? Excuse me. Ah, that's why I was stuttering frames. It's because something was updating in the background. Thanks. Okay. So train of thought, Terraform's able to query those APIs. And it also knows that when it issues an action against those APIs, that action is generally gonna be item potent. The problem with provisioners is they break the item potence model of Terraform. So if you're writing a, there's basically like three use cases for provisioners. Uh, the first is to do something remote. So let's just make, I did something. So you wanna do something remotely on your VM. The second reason is that you wanna do something locally. And the third reason, you wanna do something really random and the only way to do that is through a script. So let's take these one at a time. If you wanna do something remotely on a virtual machine, you're probably gonna be running some sort of script. Is that script item potent? 
will it report back to Terraform its status? Can Terraform interrogate how well that, whether or not that script ran successfully? The answer to a lot of these is no. So if you have a provisioner tied to your virtual machine and that provisioner returns a one and that provisioner returns an error, then Terraform taints the resource and says, you have to recreate it next. So that's not a great model. If you're running something locally, then you're running that script locally. And again, Terraform has no way to query to see if anything has changed about what that script does. Let's say that script in creates a file. So that script is creating a file and then you rerun it. Terraform doesn't really have a way to tell whether or not the contents of that file match up with what your intention is. It can't understand your intention in the provisioner. So either that file was created successfully or it wasn't. And you could also just fire off a random script to do something else. So in all these different cases, Terraform loses that sense of control. And that's a big problem. What's the alternative here? Well, the alternative here is rather than using provisioners to get this work done, you can use something else. So let's talk about that first use case about doing it remotely. If you wanted to execute something or do configuration management of, say, your virtual machines, what you should really do is pass this off to some config manager software. What's that config manager software? Well, it could be Salt, it could be Puppet, it could be Chef, whatever it is. Whatever you use for configuration management of your virtual machines, have Terraform just pass this process off to that configuration manager. And you can bootstrap that by using something like Cloud Init for that virtual machine when it stood up. So you can pass that initial bootstrap data to get it hooked into Puppet or Chef or whatever you're using to do config management of the virtual machine and leave it there. Terraform's work is done. Now it's the responsibility of this other configuration manager, which does have visibility inside that virtual machine and does understand the declarative models inside there to do its work. What if you're doing something locally? Well, fortunately, there is now a local provider in Terraform that allows you to create files locally. So if all you're doing for the local provisioner is creating files of some kind, then just use the local provider instead because that actually does understand files and is actually able to detect if something different about the content of that file has changed between the last time you ran plan and the new time you're running plan. So it, that declarative model is maintained. Now, if you're just running some arbitrary script, well, you're probably still going to use the local provisioner to do that. You may want to rethink whether that script really needs to be part of Terraform, or if you are integrating Terraform with a larger CI CD pipeline type of thing, maybe that script should be run as part of that pipeline and not run as part of the Terraform execution. So break it out into its own step that Terraform's no longer responsible for. So I would say that's probably your best approach. So if you are thinking about using provisioners, Generally, the answer is don't. And if you think you need to, consider one of these three alternatives instead of using provisioners and maintain Terraform's declarative model. Okay, so that was probably a lot of information. If you want to know more about 
provisioners and also just Terraform in general. I've got a couple courses on Pluralsight. If you hit me up, I actually have a few 30-day codes for Pluralsight, so you get 30 days free. I think it's 30 days free. No credit card, no nothing. It's just a redemption code. So I only have a few of them, but if you hit me up uh, on Twitter, Ned1313, I can reply to you and give you one of those codes until they're all gone. Or uh, there's also the Terraform Certified guide that I wrote, and there's a bunch of other resources online for you to learn more about Terraform. So that'll do it for me uh, for today. I Sorry if this was a little bit on the rough side. I've never used this whiteboard before, so you got to see me try to grapple with that. And also, apparently, my computer decided to install updates in the middle of this. So, you know, fun for everyone. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about data center and what the future holds for data centers. If you have a topic for Terraform for next week, reach out and let me know through all the regular channels. And until tomorrow, stay healthy and stay safe, everyone. Thanks.